Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With great mojo comes great responsibility. Mojo Five O. And crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. American Radio. Radio. News, opinion, and a little irreverence from both sides of the 49th parallel. This is American Uck Radio with Mike Phillip. Welcome back to American Uck Radio, everybody. This is Mike Phillip, and uh, oh man, do I have some good stuff for you today. I got good stuff that's going to edify you. It's going to build you up. It's going to make you feel good. It's going to make you laugh. It's going to make you cry. And that, my friend, is the art of communication. Communication is everything. Everything, 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 everything. Communication is everything. And we're going to talk about it for two hours. See, that's communication. There's so much in the Word of God about communication, what comes out of your mouth. Think about it. Your brain is an oil computer, right? And whatever you put into it is whatever's going to come out, right? Your heart, whatsoever is in your heart, from the abundance of your heart, so shall your mouth proceed. You know that you're a little broadcast tower? You are. Every single one of us are. And you can't hide anything. There's different forms of communication. There's uh, body language. There's the words that come out of people's mouths. There's just different forms of communication. It's everything. You can't get around it. The Bible starts with it. The Bible ends with it. It is communication. Amen? Communication is everything. Communication is the power to create and the power to destroy. Communication. Communication can be light. Communication can be darkness. Amen. Communication can bring comfort. Communication can bring condemnation. Praise the Lord. I got into this topic this morning, and uh, everything is about communication. That oil computer. Uh, that you call a brain, right? Little synopsis fire 
thoughts come in and they and they move right and neural pathways activate and light up some more than others for different people uh but what happens is uh I communicate with you, my brain and my heart, think on the things that I've been feeding it with all morning or all week or over the last 48 years. And then my vocal cords vibrate and a sound comes out of my mouth, goes into this microphone and you turn on your computer or your phone or your device, whether you're listening live or at some other time, and you're looking to hear something, you want something, uh, people are going to want to feed whatever kind of animal that they are, or are they going to look to build on whatever they are through the communication that comes out of them or the communication that they receive. It's everything. It's everything. Uh, I looked up a few things this morning, and the FCC said that the United States government spends about $5.27 billion a year just on communication. Amen? Communication is everything. Hey, I'll tell you what. Hey, you married guys out there? Don't talk to your wife for a month and see what happens. Or talk too much to your wife and see what happens. Hey, man, praise God. Now, I'm lucky because uh, I have messed up so many times in that department uh, that I've gotten to the point where I've, I've learned to uh, rein in my tongue a lot of times. I've seen people in churches destroy each other. I have. I've seen backbiting. I've seen people that wanted to uh, uh, rebuke because they they saw that Paul said that rebuke's a good thing, and so that's all they would do. Uh, I've seen people that would not rebuke, and so they were just too nice all the time. Amen? I've had tremendous moves of God and and things that, that happened here, and I was excited about it, and somebody reached out, and just with a few words, it was like a pin popping a balloon to me. It was like a punch in the gut. I've had times in my life when uh, it was communicated to me that I was something better than I was. And because of that communication, I started to believe it. And then my communication started to uh, get, get well, not good, not good. And it got me in trouble. Amen. Just about everybody that ever got beat up because they deserved it was because of their communication, right? We've all heard the term big mouth, right? And we're going to get into the word of God today and we're going to talk about communication because frankly, it's everything. Do you know that your Bible is about communication? It's the word, the word of God, amen? And this world around you seeks to control communication, seeks to control communication. Why? In order to control the narrative, right? I've got to speak words to make you think that you are responsible for the destruction of the planet. And then I've got to communicate to you that uh, baby polar bears are dying. 
so that through that communication, what enters your eyes and your ears, whether it's visual communication or auditory communication, it elicits a response that gets you to hate yourself and your fellow man. Now, I have people out there that call me pastor. And that's a big responsibility. Paul said that we're going to have to give an account one day. There's going to be an audit. There's going to be a question asked, what did you do with your time? Well, what will my answer be? Jesus once said to Peter, do you love me? Peter said, yes, Lord. Jesus said, Peter, do you love me? Peter said, yes, Lord. Jesus said, Peter, do you love me? Peter said, yes, Lord, you know all things. You know I do. Jesus said, then feed my sheep. Speak to them. Speak to them words that are life. There's going to be times when you have to rebuke. There's times when you're going to have to build. To everything, there is a season. To plant and to pluck up. To build and tear down. Wisdom is knowing the difference. And all wisdom comes from God. And that wisdom gives you the ability to communicate the right thing at the right time. Amen? Word of God is all about that. Just about every prophet that came along, and we're going to get into this in the Word of God, when God told them, you are going to speak for me, they came up with reasons why they were unqualified to communicate to the people around them for him. I'll show you that as well. And I know what that's like. I really do. I've been around people that were geniuses. They were super, super intelligent and thought outside of the box. But the visual, visual presentation that they had and the way that they dealt with people or their bedside manners or their communication turned people off of the great knowledge and wisdom that they possessed all because of their communication. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a big deal. Praise God. And, and like I said, it, it's so prevalent in what God wants us to understand and what he has for us that it this is it's the beginning and the end in communication your words are going to give you life or they're going to condemn you jesus said every idle word that a man speaks is going to be taken into account at the judgment amen well that condemns me right off the bat cuz i've communicated some horrible things in my life i've been a a filthy dude, sewage flowing out of my mouth. Oh, but I was right. I was right! And I knew better than everybody, and I wanted them to know it. And I got angry if I didn't think that they were listening. And so in my uh, desire to change things and make everything better, if I perceived that people weren't listening, I got angrier and angrier. And then, 
the people that I thought that I was trying to help by trying to communicate the thing that I was so wise in, I turned my back on them and I got angry and said, well, I can't wait for the asteroid to hit the, the earth because I want humanity to be wiped out because nobody will listen to me. And I'm so smart and I'm so good. Oh, how I hate them. <laughs> Amen. Paul, anytime he used to, uh, uh, he would make examples where he would say in the beginning, I speak as a fool. And then he would turn around and say, don't, don't talk with foolish jesting, which is not convenient. And so there's things that can confuse people, but context is everything. And not only that, but what is the attitude behind your communication? What's your timing like? Huh? Timing, the art of comedy, right? I heard Steve Martin, very famous comedian, once say, comedy is the ancient art from China of timing. And everybody laughed, and he got $100,000 to stand up and talk to a bunch of people. Why did Jerry Seinfeld make millions of dollars off of a sitcom TV show where they didn't have to spend a whole lot of money on special effects. There was no real uh, visuals that would draw you to that show. And it was a very popular TV show. Why was it popular? Well, it was popular for a few reasons. Because of the writing. The writing. Amen? A writer sat down and wrote a script and then actors got up and they came up with a visual to go along with the way it was communicated in such a way that it tickled people's ears and made them feel good for a little while. For just a little while. And so because people wanted to laugh and they wanted to feel good, they kept going back to the comedian. They kept going back to the TV show. It made them laugh for a little while. Every single popular television show uh, is because of communication, right? It's about all of them. Do you know what makes angels communicate joy? A sinner coming to God. A sinner coming to God and, and laying aside the things that were hurting them. Amen? Praise the Lord. And, uh, you know, and, and here's the other thing, too. When people first come to God, they think that they're supposed to have everything right. And there's a growing, there's a growing up. There's a, a learning how to use that tongue. Amen? Do you know that healing comes by claiming Saying a name. There's power in that. Praise the Lord. Authority exists by communication. Tell me what would happen to an army if there was no communication in the midst of a battle. What would happen? They'd be done. Praise the Lord. I read a book 30 years ago called Bravo 2-0. It was about... The British SAS, it was written by 
a British secret air service uh, uh, military man named Andy McNabb. And there was a small team of them. And this is before Desert Storm, okay? This little team, their entire mission was to go into Iraq. And and I remember in the book, there was a line called an MSR. I don't remember what that means, see? That communication meant nothing to me, but I can describe it. And their whole job was to go in and knock out this line, which would sever Saddam Hussein's communication with all of his frontline troops. So that when coalition forces invaded, they would have no communication. And if you strike the shepherd, the sheep will scatter because he can't, they can't hear him. And without him, they can do nothing. Communication. Now, due to bad intel or communication in that book, Storm and Norman Schwarzkopf, the head of coalition forces, dropped them into the middle of like six divisions of Iraqi troops. And these uh, six or eight guys had to uh, fight their way out, right? Communication. We heap scorn on people because of their communication, don't we? Right? Joe Biden gaffed today. He he started mumbling and his communication was off. And all the pundits lined up to say, uh, you know, if you're on one side of it, you commit you you defend that communication. It's well, everybody screws up. It's it's Forget about that. What's he done for the economy, right? I'm communicating in such a way to divert your attention from one thing to another and get you thinking about it because communication is everything. And then the pundits on the other side of the political spectrum blow it up. When in reality, we all mess up in the the course of daily conversation, don't we? Amen? The difference is we expect more out of those that are tasked with communication. People were up in arms when Elon Musk released the Twitter files. People shouted for victory when Elon Musk bought Twitter. Why? Because finally, the right communication and facts will get out. And based on that, we're going to win or lose. Alex Jones has built a uh, an empire called Info Wars. And I've been critical of Alex over the years. But I have to hold him to the same standard as myself. And I'll tell you what, there's been things I've been wrong about in the past, and so I've got to give him the same consideration. I do. And if I look at the situation in general, Alex has done way more than I have as far as getting his message out. That's another thing. People will say, speak your truth. Right? Speak. I'm speaking my truth. Read the book of Proverbs and see how many times it talks about the tongue and the lips. Every single book in your Bible talks about communication. The world around you seeks to promote certain communication. It seeks to stifle other communication. The United States Constitution has a whole amendment based on the freedom of communication. 
Now that freedom of communication comes with responsibility. There's certain words that this world around you wants to take and turn them dirty. But, but that when they talk about them, what they're doing is conjuring the image of the word in your mind. For example, if I say to you right now, N-word. Well, you know, you know what that is. See, but that's acceptable. The actual word. You know what the Bible calls that? Calls it a minced oath. A minced oath. Right? Like when a uh, a very uh, righteous person stubs their toe and says, gee willikers or gee whiz. <laughs> Amen? Chat rooms are based on communication. Why do you go to church? Because you want to hear something. Why do I pick up the phone when somebody's having a hard time and pray with them? Because I'm seeking to comfort them? Or because I want them to get on track with God? Because I want them to, uh, through our communication, realize what's important. Amen. I've seen communication tear down. I've seen communication build. There was a time in my life where I had a whole lot of communication that was off the mark and it it left me cold. It had no power behind it. And then somebody came along and in about two one-hour Bible studies out of 29 years, words came into my mind and in my heart And they came with weight and gravity and power. And those words and that word that was revealed when the book was unsealed so that the communication came in caused me to fear, caused me to love, caused me to understand, and changed my path. The word is a light unto your path. Words, communication. In the tongue is the power of life and death. Paul talked about this. I can't stress to you enough how, uh, how, how, how big of a topic this is. It's huge. It's huge. Jesus said to the Pharisees, their throat is an open sepulcher. What comes out is death. I, I, uh, I knew a woman who her father, because of his upbringing and, and the way that he was communicated to by his father, thought that the right way to act towards your children was to treat them like garbage. And so he had a little name for her, and that was piece of crap. I changed the last word. 
piece of blank or crap, okay? Just to sanitize it a little bit. Just three words. Three words. And those three little words were like an arrow in the heart of that little tiny girl. And she grew up angry and sad and hurt. and damaged and wounded. Words are so important. And even the inflection in your voice, and you hear me getting emotional right now. And that's part of communication too. That's part of communication too. Do you know God commanded us to pray? You know why? Because he wants us to talk to him. He wants to hear from his children. And he wants them to hear him. I've seen great, great hurt from communication, and I've seen it passed along from generation to generation. I've seen people hide things inside of them. But it didn't matter. It still came out somewhere or another. I've seen people seek to hide their communication. I've seen people communicate too much. Too much information, Mike. The flow of information builds a society or tears it down. And it was so from the beginning. I want to delve into this topic of communication today. And I want to really, uh, I want to bring bring it right out to you. Because I want my communication to be right. You know what the last communication I ever want to hear? You know what I, I work for and I strive for every day? Every minute. You know what I want to hear communicated to me? Well done. Thou good and faithful servant. I want somebody out there that's got pain in them and hurt that they've been carrying for years because of some words that were said to them from somebody that they loved to hear words that Give them life and build them up and cause them to come to peace and joy. I was laying in bed last night and I was listening to Holy Ghost Radio. And I heard a message. And the words that I heard were so powerful that I laid in bed and I had tears just coming out of my eyes. And I was praising God. I was doing it really quiet because my wife was sleeping and I didn't want my communication to wake her up because I knew that she needed her rest. 
God gave certain words that he wanted his people to communicate to each other and to their children every day. Every day. Praise God. I got a little emotional thinking about the gravity of this topic and what I've seen it do. What I've seen it do. I had a pastor once at the lowest point of my life say something that felt like a punch in the stomach. It, what little bit of life I felt like I had left in me was like I got the wind knocked out of me. <laughs> and it took me a long time to get over it. But I forgive that man. I forgive him. And I love him. I want him to go to heaven. <sighs> Communication. The power of creation and destruction and life and death. Your tongue. The word of God. What is Satan the father of? Lies. Why does he lie? Because he wants to kill you. That's the only way he can do that. To get you to believe something that gets you away from your God that loves you so much. Get you to believe something that is not so... Let's go to our commercial break because commercials are communication and the radio station that we're on right now has made a deal with certain people uh, in order to get their name or brand into your head and in order to get you to buy products so that they can feed their families and so that the radio station can keep the lights on. I come on here every day in the hopes that I can generate some business in order to feed my family and, and my church. You see? You see? Soap operas sent into homes. Back in the day when men worked and women were homemakers, what was the purpose of it? To get a communication to these women that that they they needed, they, they were missing out. To get them to feel lonely, to feel them, let make them feel like like men think they're better than me, and the workforce is where I need to be. Raising kids isn't for me, and so I'm going to go into the workforce, and I'm going to have an affair because I heard a communication come through the radio that said that's how I would be happy, and but it lied to me. And now we're both working, and we can't make ends meet, and we've got to send our kids to this school that's that's communicating to them that there's more than 72 genders. And that communication is getting them, them and it's wrecking them. Communication is everything. We'll be right back after this. Let's communicate, people. Back right after this on American Ox Radio. After these communications, after these messages, we'll be right back.
wake up refreshed like you slept on a cloud. Get yourself the very best in bedding supplies today. You deserve it. Go to MyPillow.com and don't forget our very special promo code, Mojo50, for incredible savings. At Romica Designs, we're more than just a laser engraving and specialty design company. Much more. I'm Ron Phillips, co-owner of Romica Designs, and if you can dream it, we can probably make it. We can custom laser cut and engrave on nearly all material. Great for one-of-a-kind gifts, home decor, business and specialty items, or personalized and logo designs created just for you or your company. Allow us to become your go-to gift and specialty project partner. Romica Designs can help make your ideas a reality. We're ready to help you design and create that special gift for any occasion or engrave your personal or business logo on just about any product. View our designs at RomicaDesigns.com or simply email us with your ideas. We specialize in custom design and we'd be honored to have the opportunity to discuss it with you. Call us at 817-400-4040, email info at RomicaDesigns.com or visit us on the web at RomicaDesigns.com. Five major food distributors have suffered explosions at food processing and storage facilities in the last few months. 20 more facilities have been destroyed by fires over the last four months. War in Ukraine drags on and holds the looming threat of nuclear escalation. U.S. inflation is officially reported above 8%. Mobs of people are whipped into frenzy by an increasingly unstable class of political elites. We live in interesting times. Political, economic, and financial collapse are all very real threats to our way of life. If the worst happens, make sure you and your loved ones are prepared with emergency food and supplies from preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com. Coffee lovers everywhere now have the opportunity to do their part to save the planet with Al Gore's lab-grown coffee substitute. We, here at Coffee Drinkers for Climate Change, believe this is a terrible idea. While man-bun-wearing, soy-latte-loving poodle walkers everywhere are in love with the eco-friendly lab-grown sadness water, coffee drinkers for climate change want to see the sea levels rise and for New York City to join the lost city of Atlantis, 12,000 leagues beneath the sea. American Pride Roasters, historically great coffee. Every pot brewed is an eco-disaster 100 times greater than the Fukushima extinction-level event. So order yours today and do your part to hasten the end of the planet. You don't want to live forever, do you? AmericanPrideRoasters.com. That's AmericanPrideRoasters.com. How dare you? <laughs> we dare. We dare. Flat Earth, the moon landing, JFK, 5G, Biden won the election. <laughs> hey, lovelies, does anyone have any new conspiracy theories? Because all the ones I know have come true. <laughs> Join me, Rhea Bo, here on Sunday Long Live Radio, live every Sunday of the year, 5 a.m. Eastern Standard, 10 a.m. UK, and 9 p.m. New South Wales. I'll see you Sunday. America Nuck Radio. I would say the world's most underrated radio shows. America Nuck Radio. This guy, Mike Phillip, is brilliant. I listen to him every day. Love your show. I, I really do. I'm a huge fan. Thank you for doing what you're doing. 
Communication, comedy, inflection, timing. You know, you see a picture of the puppy on the on the uh, video feed that we throw up for the community com- commercials, and uh, and 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 what if I sat in front of you and said, "I'm Mike Phillip. Today we're going to talk about something very important. It would behoove one to heed my words if you." Don't hear me, then you've got big problems. No, see, we're supposed to be the salt. The salt. What does salt do? Salt gives the world flavor. Amen. Oh, and I'm all about the flavor. And and so salt also preserves, right? Amen. The preaching of the word, it it's supposed to hit you between the eyes. It's supposed to make you laugh. It's supposed to make you cry. It's supposed to put something in you that elicits a response towards righteousness, whether it's repentance, whether it's praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Do you know that the spirit of the Lord dwells in the praises of his people? Amen. When the walls of Jericho fell, it's because they gave a shout. Well, it's just a sound. Uh, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. There's power in that. Amen. Matthew Willis over in the chat. He just said, I thought you said you were tired today, Pastor Mike. <laughs> I was. <laughs> and then I got all charged up thinking about Jesus this morning. Praise God. And I tell you, I got the best job in the world. I really do. I do. I love communicating life to people. I do. I love it. Praise the Lord. And it's funny because uh, there's been times when I've prayed that God would take my heart and my tongue and give me the heart of a shepherd and of a servant. And something came out of my mouth that I did not expect. It was the weirdest thing. You know, you know that the carnal man speaks a certain way and the spirit speaks a certain way. And uh, let's get into the word of God, shall we? Genesis 1, very beginning. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. It was null and void. There was nothing about it special. Without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And then something happened. Something big happened. Verse 3, And God said, And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. 
You know, I like to think that uh, the Gospel of John is the the genesis of the New Testament. I do. I think it's the beginning of the bringing in of God's kingdom, the genesis. When you say uh, pathogenesis, right? When Dr. Glidden's on, he says the pathogenesis of disease, right? He's talking about the beginning of where it starts, the beginning, right? The alpha in the Greek alphabet, right? Jesus is the alpha and the omega, right? Now, that's another thing with communication. Uh, you have to communicate in a way that people can understand you, right? And that's why the medical industry uh, largely uses Latin, right? Because it makes them sound smart, right? What happens when you go into a court of law? What is court? It's words, whether they're written down or spoken, going back and forth in order to elicit what? A judgment. Speech is war. It can save your life or it can take it. God said, let there be light. And there was light. Turn with me to John 1. The Gospel of John. Praise the Lord. And I often say, there's that communication thing again. I often say, this is my favorite part of the Bible. <laughs> but I say it often. <laughs> Amen. About different things in it. Praise the Lord. Now think about what we just read. In the beginning, starts off again, was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the same was in the beginning with God, the Word. The Word. I've had people say to me, that's Greek for logos, or the thought, the plan. And that plan was spoken into existence. And all things were made by him and nothing. Uh, and, and without him was not anything made that was made. Think about that. Nothing around you was made that was not uh, without him. There's, there's nothing exists without him. If you look around you right now, uh, everything around you came from him. He spoke it into existence. From a circuit board to a jet plane to an ashtray. It's all made of things that God spoke into existence. Now, men took them and crafted them and put them together. And men have taken God's creation and invented good things and invented evil things, right? I mean, the same creation that made uh, paper that your Bible is made out of, other men took and formed it into uh, crack cocaine. There's all the intent behind it, right? Based on the communication that they willingly received. And so we go along. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. God spoke, and life was light, and the light shined in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Praise the Lord. How similar is that in communication to the very beginning of Genesis? Darkness, void. 
And God spoke the word or the logos, the thought, the plan. And his word was light. Amen? And then there came along one that was prophesied for about 400 years. In the Law and the Prophets. His name was John. And it said, he was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. So now we have a witness of the light that came to prepare the way for the light of the world that would come into the darkness, just like in Genesis 1. Praise the Lord. That was the true light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. The word of God lights up a man or a woman. When Moses went and communicated with God on the mountain, when he came down, there was light that shone on his face in so much that they couldn't even look at him. There was so much light. But it was based on that connection, that communication that he had with God. He was in the world The world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Praise God. Now we see this over and over again throughout the word of God. Turn with me to Psalm 119, verse 105. And frankly, there's so much of this in the word of God that I don't even know where to start with. And and, and there's going to be times as we go through this stuff that I'm going to be... uh, uh, just kind of going ad hoc because there's so much. There's so much. Psalm 119, verse 105. Wow, that is a long, long chapter. Praise God. And that's not even the end of it. Thy word. There's the word again. Thy word. The word that came into the world that was the true light. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word, the communication of God will light up your path. Without light on your path, you're going to stumble. You're going to fall. You're going to walk in darkness. And he goes on in verse 106. I have sworn. I have sworn. Amen. I said. That's communication. Amen. I have sworn and I will perform it. And I will keep thy righteous judgments. I'm afflicted very much. Quicken me, O Lord. According to thy word. See it? It's over and over again. Except I beseech thee the free will offerings of my mouth. There it is again. See, I didn't even, all I did was went and grabbed that one verse, 105. Thy word, I have sworn. According to thy word. The free will offering of my mouth, O Lord, and teach me thy judgments. Praise the Lord. Thy testimonies have I taken as a heritage forever. They are rejoicing of my heart. When you testify, you are communicating 
Do you know what God did for me? <laughs> Communication. This is very important. Really important. And like I said, uh, if you turn with me to uh, Revelation 12.10, there's an opposite of that. There, there really is. There's an opposite. There's somebody out there. And I, I talked about this a little bit uh, in the beginning of the show. There's communication out there that seeks to destroy you. And the worst of that communication is when it's among brethren. We, we, we read in uh, the book of Proverbs, six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven things are an abomination. An abomination. Ooh. God hates abomination. And the last one was one that sows discord among brethren. One that sows discord among brethren. Oh, God hates that. He hates that. And how does that start? You know how it starts? You know what I heard about Mike? Come on. And let me tell you something. Men gossip just as much as women. I know that's going to be hard for some of you brothers out there to hear, but it's a fact. (laughs) Men and women, right? They get together. What are you talking about? Shopping. What are you talking about? Football. (laughs) Well, they both know that that's... (laughs) Praise God. Great swelling words of vanity. Amen. If you're a good Lutheran, you don't say nothing. (laughs) Probably the best Lutheran keeps it to himself. (laughs) Just kidding. Praise God. Revelation 12 and verse 10. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. He accuses accusations. Do you know when you're in a church with somebody and you backstab them? You're doing the devil's work. You know that? You know that you can murder people with your tongue? (laughs) It's true. I've seen it. I've done it. Oh, wretched man that I am. Praise God. The accuser. What did Satan do with Job? Bible says that there is no man that can stand before God without sin. All have fallen short. Satan, God said to Satan, have you seen my servant Job? He's perfect. He's perfect. He does everything right. And Satan said, 
I've seen what these people do. Take away his wealth and he will curse you. His communication towards you will go sour in a second. Because he loves you because he's got money. He's got money. That's the only reason he loves you. Take away his money and he'll curse you. His communication will turn evil. God said, try it. And it didn't work. And you know all the old story. And what is the whole book of Job about? His wife said to him and said, Dost thou keep thine integrity? Curse God and die! Change your communication. Your words are driving me crazy. We've lost everything and now you don't have your health. Change your communication. And you know what he communicated to her? You speak as one of the foolish women. Your words are wrong. Then his friends came along. And they communicated to him. Well, Job, you're a horrible sinner. (laughs) And Job said, No, I'm not. (laughs) They said, Oh, yeah, you are. Yep. See, this is all happening to you because you deserve it. And Job communicated to them, Miserable comforters are you all. And see, the whole book of Job is this back and forth with a man who lost everything. I mean everything. His wife turned his back on him, lost his health. He's in pain. His children died. He lost his wealth. And his communication remained righteous. And then God come along and communicated to Job correction. And then, at the end, after God reproved Job, for whom he loved, he chasteneth. Amen. If he loves you, he's going to reprove you. And then he said to his friends, you better ask Job to make a sacrifice for you, for he has spoken the things that are right of me. He spoke the right things about me. You have not said the right things about me. And I puzzled over that. And I puzzled over it because the things that Job's friends said sounded right. But God said they weren't. Man, we've already gone through an hour. This has been fast, I tell you. In hour two, we're going to come back and communicate more to you. And it's my hope that this communication gives you understanding, makes you love, lifts you up, 
Makes you communicate better with your husband. Makes you communicate better with your wife. Makes you communicate better with your God and lift up his voice because he wants your communication. He wants your tongue. I don't know that I can properly communicate this in two hours, but I'm going to try. And then at the end, in the ninth hour, we're going to communicate praise to our creator, which is what he wants. (laughs) oh hallelujah jesus thank you jesus for justin trudeau i bet you never heard that communicated have you (laughs) we'll be back right after this everybody stick around This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. Attorney General Merrick Garland has made a decision on the Biden documents issue. Under the special counsel regulations, it was in the public interest to appoint a special counsel. This comes after it has been revealed more potentially classified documents have been found in President Biden's possession from his time as vice president. The president tells reporters some of the classified documents in question were found in a garage. Let me, uh, I'm going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But as I said earlier this week. People, and by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage. Okay, so it's not like you're sitting out in the street. So but anyway, yes, as well as my Corvette. Now, Speaker Kevin McCarthy says he thinks the president knew about the classified documents, and this Congress will find out for sure. I think if you call a lawyer to remove something for your office, he must have known ahead of time. So I think he has a lot of answers to the American public. The good thing about that is. The American public has a Congress that can get the answers. Thank you all. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Also at townhall.com, flight delays and cancellations across the United States today have been minimal. That's a day after a system that offers safety information to pilots failed, grounding some planes for hours. There were 636 delays in two within or out of the U.S. as of this morning, according to the flight tracking website FlightAware. There were 82 cancellations. Rising consumer prices in the U.S. moderated again last month, bolstering hopes that inflation's grip on the economy will continue to ease this year and possibly require less drastic action by the Federal Reserve to control it. Inflation easing to 6.5% in December compared with 12 months earlier. The Dow is ahead 298 points, the Nasdaq up 90. More at townhall.com. We remind all of our listeners that the views and opinions of the show hosts and guests appearing on Mojo Favo Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of Cuddle Me Buff LLC, its owners and partners, or this network. Thank you for listening to Mojo Favo Radio. You want to wake up refreshed like you slept on a cloud? Get yourself the very best in bedding supplies today. You deserve it. Go to MyPillow.com and don't forget our very special promo code, Mojo50, for incredible savings. What are you so happy about? I'm on the pill. Aren't you two a bit old to worry about having more kids? Not her. Me. Uh, You lost me there, buddy. 
Steel man pills. Things weren't always looking up, if you catch my drift. So, my doctor prescribed me a little something. Like Viagra? Yeah, but that's expensive, and it wasn't covered by my insurance. Steel man pills cost me less than three bucks a pill, and virtually the same effect. I just called and got over 40 pills for only $99. I have this friend who might be looking and... Well, if your friend wants some help, the consultation is free over the phone. No clinic. Steel Man Pills sends it in the mail in a confidential package. I'm on it. I mean, my friend will be on it. Steel Man Pills. Going the extra mile to help men with erectile dysfunction. 800-485-3208. That's 800-485-3208. You've looked around and you've noticed that things are pretty unstable right now. It's hard to find abundance where we once knew it. If you think things might get worse before they get better, you'd be wise to visit preparewithmojo50.com. It's our trusted source for emergency food, survival tools, water and air filtration, and more. Top quality and money-saving discounts for you as a Mojo listener. Be prepared to protect and feed your family in the event of an emergency. Preparewithmojo50.com. And I want you to walk away with something. With great mojo comes great responsibility. Mojo Five O. And crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. American Radio. Opinion and a little irreverence from both sides of the 49th parallel. This is American Uck Radio with Mike Phillip. Welcome back to hour two of American Uck Radio. You know, I think this might have been, uh, this might be one of the most important broadcasts we've ever done here. Because this is such a crucially important talk of topic, and I mean, what is the Bible, right? The word Bible isn't even in the Bible, right? But it is the Word of God, and if you get God's Word in you and written on your heart, it's going to produce fruit, amen? Like a, an apple tree makes apples, and a lemon tree makes lemons, and and so, praise God. I just caught called greasy pastor. <laughs> I, I think that's got to be a typo. Did you just call me greasy pastor, Madeline? Praise God. <laughs> See, that's another thing. <laughs> Praise God. Typos. <laughs> Amen. That uh, I've seen. I was in a band uh, years ago. I was in a band, and uh, somebody said something on Facebook. And didn't put the correct punctuation into the statement that they made. And people took it the wrong way. And they were offended. And and it just about broke up the band. Now, I didn't know this at the time, but that would have been the best thing that could have happened to me. But that's miscommunication, man, I tell you. And that is what Satan will try to do is mess with communication. The accuser of the brethren, 
Praise the Lord. Madeline, it's okay. I knew what you meant to communicate. See, that's the other thing. Even with a typo or when somebody says the uh, uh, messes up a word, your brain, the way it's made is so fast that it'll sort it out. Have you seen those things that people post on chat rooms where there will be words hidden in a bunch of squiggly lines, but if you look at it, your brain will squirt, it will, will sort it out and you'll see the word said so that the communication is there because we're constantly looking for a message. Constantly. And to him who is filthy, let him be filthy still. There's people out there that you could say things to them, a little combination of words, and they'll turn it into some disgusting thing. I worked in the oil patch. And those of you who are in the army, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Where, where just a, a, a phrase that doesn't mean some gross sexual thing is turned into that. And, and the baser fellows look at it and say, I lived in that world. I know what it's like. Praise the Lord. <laughs> One God pastor. You and your wife are awesome. I'd like that to uh, communicate that to you today. Mel045 is communicating good things in the chat. Marnie B. Marnie B has uh, the best family in in the town that I'm not going to mention. I, I, was, I was given the chance to come to her house and communicate the word of God to her and her, her family. And uh, our church was there. And uh, praise God, it was awesome. That's right. We just picked up the tent, moved the teepee, and held church right there. We've 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 taken our church and just had it in a park. And uh, praise the Lord, we were down there to baptize. We had three beautiful daughters of Abraham that were going to be baptized in the name of Jesus, according to what Peter said on. The day of Pentecost. And there was, I was preaching baptism and I was, oh man, I was preaching. I was communicating. And two people came up to me after that I didn't see. And uh, they said to me, hey, 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 we were, we were hiding in the bushes. And you didn't see us, but we were listening to your preaching. And that was really good. I wish more people would do that. And I was thinking to myself, I wish you would have come and joined us, but that's okay. They heard it. A seed was planted. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. Uh, communication can be used to sow doubt and throw you off your path. Communication can be used to lure a wife away from her husband. Amen? Amen. Communication can be used vice versa. Lure a husband away from his wife. Communication can be held back to the detriment of the person holding it in. Amen. The Bible says that we are to confess our faults to one another. Uh, Unfortunately, that doesn't happen a lot of times because people know that their brothers and sisters will tell on them. And they're afraid. And a lot of times people will confess their faults one to another. And and uh, people will say, I can't be around you anymore. 
Sometimes that's warranted, but I'll tell you what, if the body of Christ can't talk to the body of Christ, if they have a problem, who can you talk to? If you can't talk to your pastor, who can you talk to? Praise God. And that's another multi-billion dollar industry. Psychiatry and counseling. And what is counseling? Counseling is just communications, people talking, right? It's somebody that's trained in the art of communication, talking to somebody that's communicating something to them, a problem, in the hope that they will turn a key inside of them that changes their mentality and makes their life better. Now, in the case that we're going to look at, uh, this was to make it worse. Yeah. Remember that accuser that we were talking about? Genesis chapter 3. Now, the serpent was more subtle. Subtle. Subtlety can be a good thing or it can be an exceedingly evil thing. Amen. There are people out there that will slap you on the back and pretend to be interested in what you're saying. And in their heart, they're hoping that you keep talking so that you'll make a fool of yourself. Subtlety. The other word is guile. Guile. When Jesus was picking out his 12, uh, I think it was Philip he come across across and he said, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no guile. Guile is an old word that we don't use very much anymore. It's in the King James Bible. But guile is having something inside of you that doesn't match your communication. Guile is what the serpent used to cause man to separate himself from God. Serpent was more subtle, subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said, that's where it started. He said, it all started with communication. He said unto the woman, you can go to the man first, right? And let's not be too hard on old Eve. Adam's job was to keep the garden. Hey, Adam, if you let a snake in your garden, don't you be surprised if he gets talking to your wife behind your back. Talking to you guys. People like to jump on Eve. Praise God. I think they were both culpable in this. He said to the woman, Yea, hath God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Starts with a question. Did he really say that? Oh, the answer was simple. Yes. Did he? Yes. Did he really? Come on. What did he mean by that when he said that? Did he mean, did he really mean that you shouldn't? Or does he know something? That's subtlety. See, a lot of times, too, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. That's rock and roll. Rock and roll is saying stupid things, but saying it in a way that sounds cool. <laughs> it is. Take, take, the so- take the average lyrics from a rock song. Okay, a rock and roll song that's very popular that people repeat and shout and sing and ah! 
It's actually a bunch of really dumb words strung together, right? Full of guile and manipulation. And uh, I, I've known songwriters. I've been in rock and roll bands, and I, there's there's popular songs out there that uh, I've heard uh, people say when they heard that song, they they read into it like they could read the conscience and the purpose behind which they wrote that song. And they, oh, I can feel his heart. I can feel, oh, when I hear those words, it touches me. And I, right. And then you hear the, uh, the drugged out rock star, uh, in an interview talking about when they wrote that song. And they're like, yeah, I saw a cheese sandwich sitting on a plate and it uh, reminded me of something. And so I went to a rhyming dictionary and I just came up with these words. But then I put it to electric guitar. And all the people went, yeah! Then they ran out the street and flipped over cars. <laughs> Communication. Did he really say that? The woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, or you'll die. Well, they had no concept of death. How would they even know what death looked like? And the serpent said, no, you won't. And that got her thinking. I never thought of that. Well, I hadn't considered it before, but you know what? That looks pretty good. It does. And maybe the talking snake is right. Maybe, uh, maybe God's jealous of me. Maybe I'm smarter than I think I am. <laughs> How many awful things start with that, huh? And so she did it. And immediately they regretted it. Immediately they hid. They were hiding from the presence of God. Why? Well, it all started with a a chat room. It all started with a conversation. All of a sudden, their best friend that was so generous and gave them everything, their father. They couldn't come to him anymore and they were afraid of him. And the Lord God in verse 13 says, the Lord God said, knowing full well what happened to the woman, what is this thou hast done? And the woman said, the serpent beguiled me. He beguiled me. He said some words to me and I got thinking about it and he tricked me. Beguile. That's what Satan wants to do. He wants to trick you. He wants to trick you out of your church. He wants to trick you into murmuring and complaining against your pastor. He wants to trick you into thinking that your your marriage 
is is no good and you'd be happier without it. And hey, there's a lot of bad marriages out there. And if I can take $2 out of the pocket of a divorce lawyer, I'm all about it. <laughs> oh, man. I've seen some messy, 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 awful divorces. And and I've seen I, I I've seen husbands and wives that they live together but they hate each other. And they'll say the most awful, awful things to each other. I uh I've been married twice. My first wife is gone on to her final reward. Uh so so you know, I'm I'm uniquely qualified to speak on these things. And and uh, uh, the rest of you, you you probably are way better than me, and you've never fallen into this. So uh, take it from one that that's that's uh, messed up worse than you. I've seen it where a husband and wife start fighting, or they start arguing over something, and it was based on a miscommunication in the first place. And then it escalated to the point where they were saying things to each other with the sole purpose of causing pain. And that was it. That was it. There have been murder-suicides out there. Uh, uh, recently, I was, I was reading about one where a man killed his whole family. You've all seen it. Started with a lie every single time. Started with a lie every single time. What hast thou done? The serpent beguiled me. Now, here's the other thing that's going to happen. That serpent, uh, he doesn't have to really do a lot anymore because our sinful flesh that we inherited, uh, based on the first man, Adam, your own heart will lie to you. It will. You'll lie within yourself. And if God comes along and that still small voice says, I've got something for you to do, people will argue with him, right? I can't do that. I can't communicate for you. I'm a fool. I'm stupid. I'm an idiot. I can't can't talk right. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 6. Amen? The prophet Isaiah... And what were the prophets? What was their sole purpose? To speak God's will. What was the duty of man? To hear it. Amen? Words are everything. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 6. And we're not going to be too hard on old Isaiah here because they all did it. They all did it. Isaiah had a uh, vision of the Lord. And he saw the Lord... Sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. And there was seraphim around him, and and things that he had never seen. And they cried out, one to another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. And the whole earth is full of his glory. See, in heaven, there's heavenly communication happening all the time. Let your communication be from above. What are they saying in heaven? Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Communication. Verse 5. 
Then said I, Woe is me! Oh no! For I am undone. Because I am a man of unclean lips. My mouth is dirty! And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Woo! I got a filthy mouth and I've seen a holy God. My communication is impure. The Bible says that Lot, who lived in Sodom and Gomorrah, was vexed. Vexed. He was troubled. He was he was vexed. It, it bothered him. The filthy conversation of the people around him. I know how he feels. You know why? I live in Sodom and Gomorrah, or as we commonly know it, Canada and the United States. Amen? Every single one of you is going to hear filthy communication every day. Almost every day. You're going to hear gossip. You're going to hear backstabbing. You're going to hear cursing. You're going to hear uh, disgusting, gross sexual talk. Wrath. But see, God knew that about him before he came along, and he knew this about you before he touched your heart. He knew that about me. I've heard it all, and I've said it all. I uh, used to be a guy that didn't have a lot of control over my mouth. I haven't said a swear word in a long time. I haven't. I can honestly say that. You know why? Because God convicted me about that. There was other things about me that I thought were worse. And God convicted me on this very topic. See, when I was a filthy mouth Mike Phillip, no good, low life, dirty so-and-so, and the word came to me, <laughs> he had a provision made to clean up my mouth. Praise the Lord. Then flew one of the seraphim unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs off of the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. But that wasn't it. There was more communication going to come. Also, I heard, I heard, what is a sound? It's a vibration. Vibration uh, enters into your ear and vibrates in your auditory canal, goes into your brain, and gets turned into a thought. I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and whom will go for us? Then said I, Here am I. Send me. Samuel, the prophet, heard the still small voice of the Lord. And he said, here am I. And he said, go and tell the people. Your whole purpose is to communicate. Tell the people, hear ye indeed, but understand not. 
See ye indeed, perceive not. Make the heart of this people fat and make their ears heavy and shut their eyes lest they see with their eyes and hear with their heart and convert and be healed. Your job is to tell them, but let me just tell you up front, they're not going to hear you. But you're going to tell them. Now, the same thing happened with the prophet Jeremiah. And if you are called of God, the same thing's going to happen to you. Not all of you. Some of you are better than me and Isaiah and Jeremiah. (laughs) Praise God. I certainly hope you are. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4. Then the word of the Lord came to me. The word came. The word. The thought. Here's what I want you to do. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. What is the job of a prophet? To speak. To communicate. The word comes to them. The word comes out of them. Then said I, oh, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak. I can't. What did Isaiah say? I'm a filthy, potty mouth, dirty talker. (laughs) God said, yeah, I knew that. I made you. Jeremiah said, I'm too young. But a child, Lord said unto me, say not. Communication. Don't say that. Say not that I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I shall command, thou shalt speak. You see, the prophets all foretelling of Jesus. And what was he going to do? Well, it was told to them that too. Turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 18. Praise God. You know what? I was wrong. Exodus 18. Exodus 18. Praise the Lord. Exodus 18, verse 19. A prophecy. What is a prophecy? It's a word given. And what was going to happen when this prophecy came to pass? He said, hearken, listen. When I speak, you listen. Hearken now unto my voice. I will give thee counsel. God shall be with thee. Be thou for the people to God word that thou mayest bring the causes unto the God. Thou shalt teach them the ordinances and the laws and thou shalt show them the way wherein they must walk and the work they must do. Praise the Lord. You know what? 
I'm in the wrong spot here. <laughs> but it totally fits with the message. See, you can't get away from it. Communicate and listen. Yeah, I, I was right to begin with. Deuteronomy 18. <laughs> that's what you get. That's what you get when you don't write stuff down and you go off of uh your memory. Praise the Lord. Deuteronomy is the repetition. It's called the repetition. I'm going to tell you over and 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 over. And then I'm going to tell you again. And then I'm going to tell you something. Hey, come here. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you again over and over. And then I'm going to tell you. And then you're not going to listen. That's that's the book of Deuteronomy in a nutshell. (laughs) Okay. But it was prophesying. Deuteronomy 18, 15, the Lord, which every knee is going to bow and confess is Jesus. The Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thy brethren like unto me and unto him shall you hearken. You better listen to this prophet that I make and send. He's going to be born of a woman. But he's going to be without days in the beginning of the ending. Whoa. Praise God. According to all that thou desirest. Uh, Let's skip down because I'm running out of time. The Lord said unto me, they have well spoken. That which they have spoken. (laughs) Chet. I'll communicate with you after the show. Uh, I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren like unto thee and will put my words in his mouth. My words that God on Mount Horeb with the thunder and the lightning and the... He scared them half to death. They said, please, please don't have God speak to us again lest we die. God said, yeah, they spoke right not to want to hear from God again from Mount Horeb. Raise up a prophet among their brethren like, and I will put my words in his mouth and he shall speak. Unto them all that I shall command him. And it'll come to pass that whosoever will not hearken. If you don't listen to my words. Which he shall speak in my name. I'm going to require it of them. There's a little foreshadowing. His name is my name. Father, I have manifest thy name. The name of the Father is Jesus. <laughs> Praise the Lord! Now, God wanted his people to say something over and over and over and over again. You say it when you get up. You say it when you lie down. You say it when you go out. You say it when you come in. You say it to your children. You write it on the doorpost of your house. What does God want to come out of your mouth every day? 
Well, I'm going to tell you. And we're going to do it in the Word of God. We'll be back right after this commercial break. After these messages, we'll be right back. Because I said I would. And I got to be a man of my word. Eh? See? What's your word worth? up refreshed like you slept on a cloud get yourself the very best in bedding supplies today you deserve it go to mypillow.com and don't forget our very special promo code mojo50 for incredible savings at romica designs we're more than just a laser engraving and specialty design company much more i'm ron phillips co-owner of romica designs and if you can dream it we can probably make it We can custom laser cut and engrave on nearly all material. Great for one-of-a-kind gifts, home decor, business and specialty items, or personalized and logo designs created just for you or your company. Allow us to become your go-to gift and specialty project partner. Romica Designs can help make your ideas a reality. We're ready to help you design and create that special gift for any occasion or engrave your personal or business logo on just about any product. View our designs at romicadesigns.com or simply email us with your ideas. We specialize in custom design and we'd be honored to have the opportunity to discuss it with you. Call us at 817-400-4040, email info at romicadesigns.com, or visit us on the web at romicadesigns.com. Five major food distributors have suffered explosions at food processing and storage facilities in the last few months. 20 more facilities have been destroyed by fires over the last four months. War in Ukraine drags on and holds the looming threat of nuclear escalation. U.S. inflation is officially reported above 8%. (laughs) Mobs of people are whipped into frenzy by an increasingly unstable class of political elites. We live in interesting times. Political, economic, and financial collapse are all very real threats to our way of life. If the worst happens, make sure you and your loved ones are prepared with emergency food and supplies from preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com. Coffee lovers everywhere now have the opportunity to do their part to save the planet with Al Gore's lab-grown coffee substitute. We, here at Coffee Drinkers for Climate Change, believe this is a terrible idea. While man-bun-wearing, soy-latte-loving poodle walkers everywhere are in love with the eco-friendly lab-grown sadness water, Coffee Drinkers for Climate Change want to see the sea levels rise and for New York City to join the lost city of Atlantis, 12,000 leagues beneath the sea. American Pride Roasters, historically great coffee. Every pot brewed is an eco-disaster 100 times greater than the Fukushima extinction-level event. So order yours today and do your part to hasten the end of the planet. You don't want to live forever, do you? AmericanPrideRoasters.com. That's AmericanPrideRoasters.com. How dare you? (laughs) We dare. 
Oh, we yeah. I actually do want to live forever. Underrated radio shows. American Uck Radio. This guy, Mike Phillip, is brilliant. I listen to him every day. Love your show. I, I really do. I'm a huge fan. Thank you for doing what you're doing. American Uck Radio. Well, God loves the outlaw, but he doesn't love the sin. back to the last segment of American Huck Radio. Wow, this is going fast today. Praise God. Communication is everything. Why do people like rap music so much? Somebody please tell me. I don't get it. Because the words sound cool. They rhyme. They flow. And they boast. I'm better than everybody else and I treat women horribly and I kill people whenever I feel like it and I have a lot of money. There you go. Every rap song ever written. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's not all of them. It's what I hear. <laughs> Praise God. Isaiah chapter 46, verses 9 and 10. Remember the former things of old, for I am God. There is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. He declares it. He declares it. Isaiah 45, 23, I have sworn by myself, the word is gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return, that unto me every knee shall bow and tongue confess, Surely shall one say, In the Lord I have righteousness and strength. Even to him shall men come, and all that are incensed against him shall be ashamed. We saw that happen, didn't we? Who was incensed against the Lord when he showed up? The Pharisees. And they were ashamed over and over again. Turn with me to Deuteronomy 6.4. What did God want his people to say over and over and over and over? And then over and over. And then after that, over and over. Deuteronomy 6.4. Hear! Hear me! Open up your ears and listen up. Hear, O Israel, the Lord, whoever knee and bow is going to bow and confess is Jesus, and tongue confess. The Lord our God is one Lord, 
And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And these words, these words, which I command thee this day, shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them. Thou shalt communicate them. Thou shalt say them. Thou shalt declare these words. I command you. Teach them diligently unto thy children and shall talk of them when thou sittest in thine house and when thou walkest by the way and when thou liest down and when thou risest up and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes and thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gate. Hallelujah, Jesus! One God. One God. One God. The Lord is God. Jesus is God. I'm going to say it when I get up. I'm going to say it when I go out. I'm going to say it when I lay down. I'm going to say it to my kids. I'm going to say it to my church. Jesus is God. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 4. What would you say to a young preacher? 2 Timothy chapter 4. Paul wrote letters to churches. Why? So that people would read them. <laughs> Am I right? Now, people take them out of contact frequently. I mean frequently. Uh, there's There's... There's not a lot of really good Bible teaching out there, but there's some dynamite Bible teaching out there. You got people looking for, uh, looking for things in the epistles when they were written to churches. Uh, the epistles that Paul wrote were letters to churches. Those were for saved people. Now, I believe God can speak to people that uh, are unlearned and ignorant on the subject. I've, I've actually seen it, right? But we're supposed to gain a more perfect understanding, right? Paul in 2 Timothy chapter 4 says to this young preacher at the church in Ephesus, he says, I charge thee therefore before God and before the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead as his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word, be instant in season and out of season Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And these are the days of the internet. And there's lots of teachers out there that want to tell you just what you want to hear. And they have huge accounts. And millions of people flock to them. You know, just because somebody gets censored frequently doesn't mean that they have a right attitude or spirit. 
<laughs> we have a tendency to think that just because somebody's censored, they're right. Are they right to God? I've heard people that are truthers say, I can't wait for these people to go to hell. Uh, this did not Abraham. You know, Abraham bartered for the lives of Sodom and Gomorrah. Are you a child of Abraham? Oh, God, please save Canada. Daniel said, Our people have sinned. Please forgive us. Please forgive America. He's God. He shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables. 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 Now I'm looking for my notes. Uh, and, and I know you've all been waiting for this one. <laughs> Turn with me to the book of James. There it is. One God, one God pastor is sitting there thinking, when's he going to get to James? I know you were. <laughs> Praise God. Praise the Lord. One God pastor and his wife uh, have somebody that they love that we're going to be praying for. We're going to communicate healing to them through the all-powerful, all-authoritative name of Jesus in the ninth hour. Praise God. James chapter 3, if you have your Bible in front of you. Everybody stand for the reading of the word. I'm just kidding. You keep sitting down. And how would I know if you did anyway? Right? Am I right? You're thinking this this Mike Phillip, he's a, a silly dude. Well, it's true. Hey, we're supposed to be salty, right? Praise God. James chapter 3, my brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man and also able to bridle the whole body. Amen. Careful, you preachers out there. Careful what you say. Ooh. <laughs> I know I've offended a few. <laughs> and I've been offended. Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouth that they may obey us. And we turn about their whole body. The whole body is controlled by the mouth. I used to think about that. Horses are big. They're strong. Amen. If I'm on that horse and I want to, uh, if I wanted to go left or slow down and that horse feels like uh, just running or bucking me off, there's not really too much say I have in the matter. Yeah, there is. Well, yes, there is. Because there's a bit in its mouth and just the slightest eensy teensy weensy little tug on that bit. Causes that horse to say, okay, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. 
Behold also the ships, which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm whithersoever the governor listeth. A little tiny rudder on the end of a huge Spanish galleon decides whether it goes to a shipwreck or peaceful waters. Even so the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth. Almost every single problem that there has ever been or every single solution, every good thing, every evil thing started with a certain type of communication. Hands down, without exception. No exception. That's it. That's that's it. Praise God. The tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature and is set on fire of hell. The tongue. A world of iniquity. Communication. For every kind of beasts and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and has been tamed of mankind. You can tame a dog. You can tame an elephant. You can tame a dolphin. But the tongue can no man tame. No man. No man. Amen. Notice he didn't say, women like to gossip. (laughs) No, he said, no man. I murder people with my tongue. I got to be careful every day. I have to be careful every day what comes out of my mouth. The tongue defiles a man. Jesus said, that which goes into a man defileth not the man. What comes out of the man defiles him. Your biggest problem is not the government. It's you. My biggest problem My biggest battle that I have to fight every day is me. Oh, but Mike, you don't know what she said to me. I don't care what she said to you. What did you say? You control yourself? Did you pray through to the Holy Ghost? Did you ask him to take your tongue? Here's a tough one. (laughs) Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men that are made after the similitude of God. (laughs) 
Think about the the person that you hate the most in your life, whether you know them or not. I don't care who they were. They were made in the similitude of God. That's a tough one. That's hard. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. Knowledge of good and evil. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. Doth a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? What's in your well? Has your well been poisoned? Amen. Is there rivers of life coming out of your belly? Or is there a toxic sludge that beguiles? Oh, Lord Jesus, help me. Take my tongue, Lord. Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries? Either a vine figs? So can no fountain both yield salt, water, and fresh. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians. We're running out of time. Pharisees brought Jesus a woman taken in adultery. She was caught. She was done. Law said she was dead. She was dead to rights. Jesus with just a few words. They said... The law says she should be stoned. What say you? And at first he ignored them. Ignoring somebody like that? A quiet answer turneth away wrath. If somebody gets in your face and they're yelling and screaming... And if you give them a quiet answer and look them in the eye, you know that's a bucket of water on fire. And the and the Pharisees, they 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 wanted to kill this woman. They wanted to use the law to murder somebody that was weak and had no strength or recourse against them. And and he said, he who is among you cast the first stone, and they were shut up. They couldn't say a word after that. And he said to them, and he said to her, woman, where are your, who accuses you? And she said, no one, Lord. And he said, neither do I. Neither do I. Go and sin no more. You're forgiven. I love you. You just forget about them. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 19. Again, thank you. This is a letter to a church. This is church folk. Again, thank you that we excuse ourselves unto you. We speak before God in Christ, but we do all things dearly beloved for your edifying. We are here to edify you. 
For I fear lest when I come I shall not find you such as I would, and that I shall be found unto you as you would not, lest there be debate, envying, wrath, strife, backbiting, whispering, swelling, tumult, lest when I come... Again, my God will humble me among you that I shall bewail many which have sinned already and have not repented of the uncleanness and fornication and lasciviousness which they have committed where hidden, disgusting sexual sin is. There's the things that you can hear. Debate, envy, backbiting, whispering, Did you hear what brother Mike Phillip did? God loves you. Confess! (laughs) Ninth hour prayer coming up. Praise God. Let's, Let's communicate God our love for him. And he is... Soft towards those that want forgiveness and you can be born again of the water and the spirit and he'll take your tongue and give you... This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five-O.